It's time for Career Stories with Launch. I'm your host, James Enzer. Each month, I interview Cone Health leaders across the system to learn about the career paths they have taken. Whether you are just starting your career or are a number of years into your career, we can all learn from someone else's story. Career Stories with Launch is all about sharing, learning, and growing together. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Career Stories with Launch. Our guest today is Dino Atkins. Dino is the Vice President of our Ambulatory Network here at Cone Health. Thank you for joining us today, Dino. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your role? Hi, James, I'm glad to be here. Um, yes, so in my role, I'm accountable for our outpatient strategy development and operations for Cone. So what brought you to Cone Health? I, uh, I came by way of um, actually starting and looking at uh, administrative fellowships. And uh, since then, North Carolina has been home. So I was uh, looking for an opportunity to learn more around healthcare administration and knew that it took some training uh, to be able to do that. And I uh, was fortunate enough to, uh, to be selected as an administrative fellow here at the organization. Tell us a little bit about that fellowship experience. Uh, it was a great experience at the time that I was completing my fellowship or the time uh, for those two years, you, you begin to see a lot around what happens and what it takes to run a healthcare organization. And I began to learn a lot around Cone's culture and how committed we were uh, to our community, being a private not-for-profit that was really important. And we really um, were serious about uh, where we were then and where we are now. And those two years spent time in almost every department in the organization, uh, as well as uh, had the ability and the opportunity to take on special projects. And so it was a really rewarding opportunity. Mm -hmm. Sounds awesome. So after your fellowship, what were your moves from there? So after my fellowship, uh, as an organization, we were discussing how we're going to locate services in and around um, our service area. And one opportunity that had come up was working as a project manager for ambulatory development and operations in our Kernersville and East Forsyth area. And that was a new area for us. We had um, previously had acquired land uh, about 13 acres, and we were trying to determine what our approach was going to be mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. What skills did you need to obtain to get where you are today? You know, I think uh, keeping a positive attitude. I think in healthcare, so much of healthcare is, is very, um, very serious. And to the extent that you can maintain a positive attitude and outlook throughout, I think was really key and important still is. What skills do you wish you had had prior to starting your career? Good question. You know, when you think about where healthcare is moving to, so many other industries and other sectors are um, really um, looking to healthcare uh, as an area of opportunity. And so, you know, for healthcare, in terms of skill set, I wish you to spend a little bit more time outside of healthcare first. Hmm. And so, um, whether that's the hospitality industry or retail industry, but there are so many influences from those other industries as it relates to patients as consumers, uh, patients as members, and, and, and so forth. So let's talk about those opportunities in healthcare. Sure. Specifically at Cone, where do you see some opportunities for us in the future? Cone has a very exciting future. I mean, it, it's an exciting time in healthcare and certainly an exciting time at Cone. Mm -hmm. You know, it is wonderful to see us as an organization being a private, not-for-profit organization that is committed to really being right there with our patients. 
and also connecting healthcare and well-being. And you know, when you really think about how we're really committed to that, you see that every single day. You see that in terms of if a patient is lost at Cone Hospital or at Wesley Long or any of our facilities or any of our clinics and practices, that we really take that seriously. Mm-hmm. And so it's really exciting to see where Cone Health is headed in that regard. The other exciting part around um, where healthcare is headed um, and, and where things are headed here at Cone is when you think about our commitment. When we could choose to do a number of things, um, and that might be okay. And for us, for other organizations, maybe that's sufficient. We go above and beyond. And to work in an organization where we're really committed to above and beyond, we don't just say it, we're firmly committed to it. And there are times mm-hmm. where, sure, you go, well, could we have done that differently? Sure. But the fact that we are committed day in and day out, and you think about all of the pressures that we have externally and internally, right? If you think about looking at how we might be reimbursed in the future, if you think about other things around what is our population health strategy, uh, as it relates to how we're gonna really, at the end of the day, care for our community, and how we're gonna be stronger because of it. And I think because of our community, we've been stronger. Mm-hmm. So to the extent that we can continue to win on the experience for us, is where I think patients will continually choose us, and our patients as consumers, and perhaps our uh, patients as members. Right, well, we always talk about the patient first. We do. And, and yes. that that's in all of our decisions, so that. That's why it is the way it is. Yes, it's true. So let's take a step back and, and look at healthcare globally. Sure. Where do you see some opportunities, you know, at, maybe as a nation or um, as, a, as a world to really vamp up healthcare? And, yes. and where do you see those opportunities? James, that's a good question. I think we're going to continue to compete on value. You know, and value is a word if you were to ask 10 people, you might get 10 different definitions. Mm-hmm. And if you were to think about value from this perspective, value is really the combination of, you know, help me understand if I'm a patient or if I'm a consumer, you know, what is my experience? And what does that look like? And if I were thinking about experience, if I were quantifying that, that'd be on a scale of one to 10. What does that look like for me as I interact with the organization or the network? The other is then really understanding and what are my outcomes? So I had a great experience and then so my outcomes also suggest that maybe I did pretty well, right? So if you look at that as a patient, say, well, I managed my you know, blood pressure pretty well, uh, my care team was fully committed to me, then that, that'd be pretty good outcomes. And then what's also important, you have to balance those two things with sometimes we say cost, perhaps it's also affordability, right, rather than cost. Absolutely. And that means as an organization, what can we afford to provide? Mm-hmm. And so that's affordability to both our patients or consumers and to us. And that's a balancing act. So when we talk about opportunities, of course, there's the current state where we are and the target state of where we want to go um, and challenges along the way. So what has been a big challenge that you've personally faced here at Cone? You know, Cone has so many opportunities to be involved. We absolutely um, really enjoy being a part of our community. We enjoy working together. And one of the biggest challenges sometimes is saying no and no is tough. That may, that may mean saying no to a new initiative until um, till, uh, till a previous one is complete, for example. Uh, as a team, it could be um, no may, may mean not yet. Perhaps that's something that we will um, get to in due time. And so I think it's really important for us that there are some things that it's okay for us to say no to uh, and feel good about it. So I know I've experienced this, and I'm sure others have, that at times a lot of people have an issue saying no. You know, it's hard to say no. So how did you learn 
to feel comfortable saying no? Or how, how did you learn when to say no to certain certain things? That's a good question. It, it, oftentimes, you know, when you look at the substance of a request, if you really drill down into it, sometimes it may be something different. So someone may approach you on, on a particular request and you go, well, am I really the right person to answer that question? Is it really another team? Uh, how much time should we commit to that? Uh, what is going to be the return on investment for us? Mm-hmm. How does that align you know, with our purpose and vision and our brand promise? And once you begin to do that, then you understand what your yes commitment can be. And so that may mean I'm all in on yes because it's really going to impact our true north. Or if it's something that maybe it makes us feel good about things, but certainly may not impact um, certain areas of the organization the right. way that we would want. What has been the proudest moment of your career so far? Um, I enjoy being a part of the community, and for years I was um, very heavily involved in United Way. Mm-hmm. And being a part of the um, African American Leadership Advisory Team was really exciting. Um, we would look at um, things that we could do in the community that were going to have an impact. We talked about at the time, and still as we talked through it, breaking the cycle of poverty and firmly committed to that. And so uh, I really uh, enjoyed that and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So. so you've been with Cone for about 15 years mm-hmm. now. So from where you started to where you, you currently are, what has it been like to prepare for a role like this? You know, especially for young leaders going through their first few career progressions. It's it sometimes, you know, am I learning the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? So what has been that preparation like for you? You know, preparation is, is very interesting because the notion of the word prepare means that you would know beforehand what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think about the word pre. And so, so much of it is that you recognize that the culmination of your life experiences move you forward to that next step. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that's not by title, that's not by responsibility, it is by actually being in a place where you can have an impact. And so what prepares me, I think about what prepares me for tomorrow, what prepares me for later today, it is really being committed to Cone Health's values. And the fact that we do care for each other, that we care for our community, and also that we care for our patients. And so being prepared means that you're thinking about something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And truly being committed to that. And when you think about where we are in healthcare, there are so many different stakeholders, there's so many different interests, there's so many different initiatives and priorities. And when you really, at the end of the day, you say, you know, how am I really gonna make a difference? That's what prepares you every single day is, how can I wake up this morning and make a difference? And that commitment, you just hold true to. I love that. So you and I spoke last week, and I think you had mentioned that you were still in school when you started here at mm-hmm. Cone. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think, as a society, we understand the importance of education, mm-hmm. but how, how do you balance, you know, education and then a full-time job as well? Yes. Well, you know, it's interesting, James. That was a <laughs> that was a little scary time. So here I am, um, done a program where you could um, pursue um, both uh, an MBA and MHA, and I finished the MBA portion, and the MHA portion required um, two semesters of some level of fellowship or residency, and I remember at the time working full-time and preparing a paper, part of the paper was um, working around um, changes that were going to happen in healthcare and quality uh, outcomes. 
And I remember the director of our program coming up to meet with my preceptor. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hope he gives him <laughs> you know, good reviews. Or this might be it for me. This is it. Right. This, is a, this is a short stint. And uh, it was exciting to, to really think about balancing it out. And you're right. I, I would say that the best gift that we can give ourselves is an investment into us. And through that investment into us, we begin to make that difference in the lives of others. And I think that's actually the most selfless thing you can do is actually to invest in yourself. Sounds counterintuitive, sounds paradoxical. If in fact we can commit to that, that we believe that we are further stronger through our own strength, mm -hmm. like literally and through encouraging ourselves and having that positive attitude, that's what gets you through. Because in healthcare, we're gonna be faced with some things. If you think about everything that we're going through right now in healthcare, this is on our watch. It's up to us to really make the difference. Right. And so when you think about finding this balance of school and finding the balance of work, investing into yourself is something that cannot be taken away. Mm -hmm. How important has education been in your career so far, and mm -hmm. where do you see that education taking you in the future? Yeah, you know, education, what I thought education meant for what I think it, it means now, education is really lived experiences. You know, you should think, well, you know, let me, let me look at this case study or let me um, finish this exam or let me uh, complete something. And I realize now, sometimes the education is a conversation that you have with a patient who tells you about their experience at Cone Health, who tells you about their experience being a resident in the community. That's education. And oftentimes I think it's important for us to realize that every single day we are not only teachers, we're also learners. And education happens every single day you know, of our lives, if we think about it, as learners. Yeah, I remember someone once told me, your education starts in the classroom. It doesn't end. Yes. And, and you know, I kind of sat back and I was like, what did they really mean by that? But you're right. You know, the more you experience, the more you learn at the same time. Yes. So now we're going to move into our lightning round of questions. Okay. So just quick, easy, to the point questions. Sure. What's something that would surprise people about your day to day? Um, how much um, back and forth driving there is. <laughs> you realize that Cone, um, you know, Cone as a, us as a network that we have a lot of different places that we are. Mm -hmm. And we truly are right there with our patients and uh, we have a lot of different places. What are some books that you would recommend to aspiring leaders? There are some great books out there on kind of life um, lessons and lived experiences. Um, Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, mm -hmm. is one I'm sure you know, if folks hadn't read. Folks have either heard of somebody reading it. It's, it's really solid, and you understand your impact. Uh, also, Angela Duckworth, uh, in her book, Grit, really talks about the notion of resilience and what that means. And then another book uh, is written um, that's really about uh, understanding how to have um, key conversations uh, throughout your life, uh, crucial conversations. And then outside of uh, books, poetry, I love um, reading any um, quotes and poems by Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Uh, she was a person so far ahead of her time and uh, her lifelong contributions and, uh, and so forth. What do you like to do in your free time? Uh, I, love, uh, I love good music. Do you? So anytime I get it, yeah, I love it. It's something about just, you know, music kind of, it moves you, uh, I think is... Uh, as, as, as some would say, music is a universal language, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I really enjoy it. What's one thing on your bucket list you hope to accomplish soon? Uh, 
more experiences in travel. Uh, and there's enough travel, you know, in you know, in this area, in this region, in this country to see. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to travel the world, so to speak. And so I'm hoping to um, to see more of uh, of this region and area and country. If you could choose to be in any other role here at Cone, what would that be? Wow. <laughs> you know, I would uh, I would enjoy a day in the life of seeing what it's like in the emergency department. And any role in the emergency department. If you really think about the nature of that's the front door for us as an organization and sometimes our patients who are really coming to seek care from us. What is it? How do we deliver on our brand promise at our front door? Just experiencing that. And I've had an opportunity, you know, to be um, there in and, uh, in and around our emergency departments. But seeing that and being a part of that firsthand, I'd imagine the difference that you can make to someone who truly is coming in and counting on Kona to be there with them. Right. Very different than just observing it from the outside. Yes. What is the best advice you received that you would like to pass on to others? As I think about, you know, life and serving, and as you begin to think about, for at least for me, I would have to think about management and leadership. And I realize that they're very different. And management, you know, is really about how a person sees you. Mm-hmm. And leadership is about you helping people see themselves. It's very different. And um, if we could commit to making a difference in the work that we do as leaders, uh, you think everybody can lead. Because everybody literally, as Dr. Martin Luther King said, it, because everybody can serve. Mm-hmm. And I think about a um, person who was here um, who really made a difference in Dr. Genetical and uh, former president of Spelman College and former president of Bennett College said that we are for difference. We're for respecting difference, for allowing difference, for encouraging difference until a difference no longer makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And the notion that if we keep on as individuals, if you think about it in healthcare, if we keep on pushing until a difference no longer makes a difference, what would that mean for our patients? What would that mean for our community? If we really just were that committed to keep on making a difference until a difference no longer made a difference? Wow. Just imagine. Well, Dino, it's been a pleasure getting to speak with you and hear about your career story. For those listening to this interview, if you have any questions for Dino, feel free to reach out to him at the email address in the comments below. Thanks again, Dino. Thank you, James. I appreciate it.